and welcome to the Track 7 Podcast. I'm Rob and I'm joined, as always, by the most enthusiastic man on earth, my co-editor, Ryan. Hey. Brilliant. I mean, you say, as always, this is the second episode. Yeah, but hopefully you'll always be here. Uh, hopefully I'll always be here. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the second podcast uh, and, again, like the first one, uh, slight sound issues on the actual content of it but there is a, a better excuse for this one which is that <laughs> we recorded it sat in a Weatherspoons pub in Stroud in Gloucestershire uh, at lunchtime surrounded by Is that Gloucestershire? I think so yeah I was assuming that was up north <laughs> Up north you came to Reading and we drove west I can't know it's not London it's up north Fucking Londoners honestly <laughs> just every, everywhere's middle earth yeah, so this is this is a, a cool chat with Chris, Becky, and Ollie from Milk Teeth. Mainly with Ollie, has <laughs> to be said. He's a fucking <laughs> yeah. character. Shout out Ollie for not showing up. Um, and yeah, I mean, we do sort of talk about their their beginnings in in the, the Stroud scene there, and what it's like to kind of be slightly out of town and, and kind of connect to, to one of those weird little arty villages. And um, do you normally get into grime, or was that just for the two hours when we sat in the pub afterwards? Uh, that was that was just when we were hanging out afterwards. Like, I wish we had a three-hour podcast that was two hours of talking about grime with someone in milk tea, <laughs> but but it's not. Maybe we'll, re- we'll revisit that in future, I reckon. But yeah, so it's pretty good fun, and I um, hope you enjoy it. Uh, we are on Twitter at track underscore seven, and uh, yeah, this is us talking to milk teeth. Yeah, cool. Okay, so we are in Stroud at Weatherspoons with Chris, Ollie, and Becky from Milty. Uh Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Hello. Um, I'm going to set the scene a little bit and just describe our current environment. We're in a booth in our usual side of the Lord John, the Lord Dave, if you're a local. Yeah, it's just a booth of dreams. It is our squeakiest table. <laughs> it's a Monday. And I'm having a pint at... Two o'clock, life is going downhill. Yeah, we're, we're super professional on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, rec- we recognise a bunch of regulars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow, we're selling this already. We're classy. Yeah. I mean, we got here about an hour or so ago and people have been drinking cider the whole time we've been here, so you know, yeah. you're just sort of fitting You're in, in the West Country now. Yeah. Yeah. Cider, <laughs> really are, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck me, I Cider and porridge for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Oh. What day is it? Monday, Mexican Monday. Oh, cider with your nachos. I might come back later for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess we'll just kind of just start with a little bit about Stroud then, because I've never actually been to Stroud before. It seems quite nice. All right. <laughs> Let's not do this. This is probably the highlight. Yeah. This part. Yeah. I mean, we've got some nice bars. And I can't lounges. name. I can't name anything particularly. The market's good, market's the ale nice. house yeah. is good. There's loads of like individual shops that you can't get anywhere else that sell stuff from like local Stroud. We have artists. a cool skate park. Uh, yeah, there's a skate park. We all, well, Chris did it, but me and you went to college, like down yeah. the road. Um, you love charity shops. Yeah, it's, it's about like, seven. Yeah, we, we've seen a few. Yeah. Yeah. Right next to USA Chicken. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so non-specific. Wait, yeah. charcoal, charcoal grill. grill that yeah. is the yeah. gem of Stroud. Oh, no, there's kebab world as well. No, 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 <laughs> charcoal grill. Because you come here at the start of your night, you have a lot to drink. <laughs> then you go to Curio if you've got a lot of money. And then you go to charcoal grill at the end of the night. Where you're going to get a really bad pizza for £5. 
but you love it anyway. We also have a pop-up urinal that looks like oh, the, yeah, um, yeah. Comes the out the ground like Doctor Tardis, Tardis urinal. Yeah, that's about it. I love those because it's like they went, right, we're going to give up. People are always going to piss in the street, so let's just give them a toilet. It's not as hidden. I went for a wee in it once, and I just felt like I was bearing all for everything. Yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah. I don't know, I think I still prefer a good corner. Yeah, yeah, good corner. Massive, like... Everyone draws attention to it. Yeah, because it's like right on the street. It's not like you've got to walk around it on the pavement. Yeah, it's one of the ones that comes up out of the ground. Yeah, I mean, some people ride it. I've had like situations where I've been coming out of like because we got sub rooms where they do like theatre with my mum and walking past at like eleven to get in the car going. There's a guy just pissing in the urinal and like with my mum like yeah, sakeys straight out. Yeah. What's it like trying to start a band around here, though? Like, it doesn't seem like... You, you ain't got venues, and, like, no. particularly, right? I played once in the sub-rooms up there, which was mostly for, like, plays. So yeah. Right, what, like a little amateur place? theatre type place. Yeah. yeah. What was the place called? The, the oh, space Good Shed. And the Good Shed. Yeah. yeah. That was, like, college shows, like, when we started. But I mean, up until Bill joined the band, we practiced in Strouds. Mm. You know, all the time. And it was, it was good practice space. There's loads of bands here, but I don't, they don't really... There's nowhere to play here. I think we've done two shows in Stroud yeah. ever. Right. And like, that was the our first scene. ever show. And then one in like a train station over there. I thought yeah. it was kind of weird. The scene here is just completely different. Like, if you're like a folk scene or like if you kind of ban a square hippie town, yeah. you'll get like loads of local gigs here. But right. for us personally, like, we had to go further afield. So, like, when we started out, we used to drive, used to drive anywhere, to Manchester like, yeah, play like house shows. Yeah. Yeah, like any gig we could take. Yeah. Our first like run was when we did that first championship and we did Birmingham and then Manchester. Yeah. I can't remember. Wagon and Horses in Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. And then we did 13. No, I can't remember. I think for like a band starting in a big city, it's kind of easier to get shows, but there's also a lot more like, competition. Yeah, you can get lost in the mix a bit. Yeah, yeah. but like here, because there's no. We always say like we're from Stroud. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And so it's kind of a weird thing to say. Well, I live even we, further away. We go to like, yeah, like I said in the early days, any show, no matter where it was, we'd go yeah. and like we'd put out. Like, remember, I used to work, start work at six a.m. and we'd get back at like four a.m. from driving to like Leeds, and then it'd be the worst thing. And some people work like, why are you doing this? For? <laughs> Why don't you just play down the local? I get, I, my friend owns a pub. Oh, that's the like, best thing. Like, somebody never... tried to book me for a wedding. Yeah. Like, I don't reckon. You don't want to come across as cocky, but it's like that typical thing. It's like mum's friends around, and they're like, yeah. oh, what do you do? Because like, you're at home in the middle of the day. And they're like, oh, I'm playing rock bands. And they're like, oh, I'll get you like Dave's number from down the pub. And you're like, you don't want yeah. to be that cunt. Everyone's like, drinking their cheese plates. Yeah. It's always weird. Yeah. But, in, but even like in terms of like starting a band and stuff, like in London, we have we we kind of have the problem of everyone's a bit too busy. Yeah. Because like with here, is it a bit more of like well, it's something to do. I, when I was, I think college was such a hub of like musicians right. for me. When I was like, because that's where I met our old singer Josh, and it all kind of got together. Yeah. But like there were so many musicians that just wanted to like. Because we had the best practice room, which had like a kit and nice amps, and we just our shooters were sick, and it was like, oh, if you just want to play ignorantly loud, then just go in there and do whatever the fuck you right. want. Right. And like that was great. And then because we all 
did music at college, but just kind of separately. Like Ollie was in the year below me, so we knew each other, but we didn't like fully know each other. Right. Chris had you, already left, but you've done college and music. Yeah, I got kicked out of music uni as well. I yeah. done all of it, but um, no, I knew Josh from school. Right. And I was in a band at the time. And I guess he was. Yeah. It was like all common ground, I guess. Yeah. All right. We just. I remember because I first met you, and me and Josh wrote those first three awful songs that no one ever knows about. Thank God. And uh, <laughs> you smashed the headstock of your guitar. Yeah, first, first, first time, I, first practice, I dropped my guitar. Just headstock just completely shattered. Like, oh, great. I literally hadn't even shook your hand at that no. point. You were just like. <laughs> Oh. All right, nice to meet you, bro. <laughs> like our, our first EP, we just wrote a bunch of songs at Josh's house, didn't we? And then we went into our college studio because we'd been like ex-students. They let us record there, and all we did was whack it on SoundCloud and tried to get shows there. We yeah. did, like we didn't actively yeah. do a lot. I, guess. I don't think it was ever meant to be anything because I played in a really funny Parable covers band. And like that was my mate. That. that was mate. That was <laughs> those were the days. Oh, big up Paramore. But then like I remember doing this. Oh, this as a sidebar. Strange things. Strange things. Right now. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember like doing Milk Teeth was just something because I like heavy music and I never expected. I was in an hardcore band at the time. <laughs> I used to keep writing all these riffs. I'm like, these like this is an hardcore riff. What will we do with this? And then just like, you're doing a band. I was like. Yeah, I've actually got loads of material ready for this. <laughs> no. And then you sent me Vanilla, I think. Yeah. And then no one ever remembers Vanilla apart from my OG fans. But yeah, that's how it happened, really. Yeah. But there's cool musicians all around here. Like, it's really sometimes hard when you, you're so full on with one band. Yeah. There's so many cool people that you want, not taken away from these guys, but like, you want to jam with <laughs> and that stuff. So. I, I really want to put a band to break up on our first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, It'd yeah. take a lot more than that, <laughs> um, Like, Cheltenham's not too far away, and that's where we did most of our shows starting out. And there's still, there's shows like every weekend there. I was there the other I was, I actually, because I felt really ill. Yesterday I was going to go to Winterfest. There's some really cool bands on that as well, like Grove Street. We played um, Summerfest. No, it was Winterfest the other day. No, what did we yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we played, played Winter and Summer. We played one secret show, what, in September? Yeah. We did like, we all got like, we had like gross shirts on. <laughs> but it was our name backwards on the poster. It was really fun to play like the venue where we first started doing shows. And well, that's what that's what you were saying, Eric. Because you went to the so I was at the the album release show last oh, year, yeah, the Two yeah. Pigs. Yeah. So and that that felt kind of like a like, like a hometown show. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. it was very different to the like record release events that you you get when you go to somewhere in London and it's mm. just wall to wall like industry types and yeah, that venue's so important to like like Gloucestershire in general because like, I mean I've played there. It's the Two Pigs, like, right? Yeah, like. Probably thirty times like that. The guy who owns it, Chip, he like puts on local bands even if you're like thirteen and you can't really? string a note together. Like, yeah. just we grew you a up chance. there. Like, like that's yeah. where I first like going to shows before I was even eighteen. Like we couldn't drink, you could go and yeah. watch music. And like my mum would sneak me into shows, like pretending she was playing drums, like the whole band, which is sick. Like. <laughs> I think we used to. I think we've got kind of unwritten rule that every time we release a record, we'll probably do a release show there just out of like. Just out of like a shout yeah. out to your boss yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like London's cool to visit, but I wouldn't say we're like London people. Yeah, yeah. we're quite countryside -y. Well, I mean, I, I, I want to move to Bristol, but shows in London are always really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always weird. Did you not find yourself travelling in to shows? Like, I mean, to London for shows and stuff? Oh, not. Or were you, were you always just happy about Bristol kind of did a lot of shows back oh, in the yeah. day? Bristol Cardiff. I'm terrified of public transport. I don't drive, so like I'm shit. Like yeah, I used to go to like 
Do you just stay where you are? Um, <laughs> like, I go to Cheltenham, but like I've, I've never really had time because this has been me since I was 16. No. So. You went yeah. to the Croft, right? The I used Croft to go to the Croft Bristol. in Bristol all the time. Just yeah. t- I think it's like a jungle club now. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. 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 And it was in like one of the shadiest parts of town. So yeah. you'd come out yeah. of the Croft and there'd just be like three yeah. massage parlours. Yeah, 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 yeah. so, With a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And I remember I saw, yeah, like, you get yourself yeah. some noodles and a blowjob. Yeah, yeah, exactly. like, the massage parlour always had a sign like, whatever happens between two consenting adults is not our business. Like that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, right. Bristol is a massive part of like where problems are because that's the kind of first city that you go to and you actually Should we, though, we don't play that often no i know <laughs> we play maybe, maybe what five yes. times every time we play that though it's fucking crazy no i remember when we did uh, one at the staggen when we did our headline tour last year yeah, we played the that was, yeah, yeah that's played that's the boat right no oh louisiana louisiana they hate yeah, they were mad, but like that was it was a fun. Why would you do? Well, oh, so this is a story. I don't want to call out the Louis, but like they got really. You can change names if you want. So they don't listen to. They us. Um, <laughs> make like hot food there, which is nice because instead of having to like walk to a chip shop or whatever, and um, they just leave it out on like you know like heaters, I guess. And I saw some. Barley saw some bloke just help himself, so he's just like. Excuse me, mate. What's that? Goes, oh no, I work here. I'm like, oh, okay, fair right, enough. And then, yeah, well, and then she like started screaming at me and our old school manager. And I was like, I went over and I was like, excuse me, like, no bad beef, like whatever. Like we're just checking no it's on like, some bloke that because they had the pub open. Like I'm just not checking some alky that's walked in and gone, fuck me, has a free meal. <laughs> I haven't eaten in fucking days. So I'm starving. And then she's like, don't you tell me what to fucking do. I was like, no, I'm just trying to like stop this. <laughs> we got like, <laughs> like, but she was like, well, frankly, love, you're a fucking baby. Don't. I was like, don't patronize <laughs> me. Like, this massive message on Facebook <laughs> about how we're never going to get anywhere with this. Actually, I was like, we're just we're checking when it's not being stopped. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to stop their food being stolen. It wasn't like I was like, ooh, that. Yeah, it's Fuck not like okay, you. I was like, shout at my staff out there. I was like. Yeah, so apparently we're horrible Ooh. people. But yeah. But it was a good show. It was a good show. Our um when we were in America at the start of the year, our driver Mike was like the best guy and he happened to be in Bristol for this show. Right. And I'll never forget He's quite, 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 like, quite like a, a bigger guy, I guess. He got this crate from behind the end, put it in front of me, and then did this like swan dive stage <laughs> back, like perfect. Like it was beautiful. I think I just completely stopped playing just to kind of like take it all in. Just for everyone's reference, because there's no video camera, Chris did a swan like motion. Yeah, did a swan. <laughs> can't see it. I don't know I'm doing it. Can't it was very it. graceful. Yeah, it was, it, was, yeah. it was probably the best thing I've ever seen in my life. He did it off a little crate, like you put a crate on stage yeah. just so he could. That was also the show that Billy fell over while doing like some sort oh, of rock yeah, star move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Shit. We're terrible, man. <laughs> we just fall over and like, <clears throat> low, piss people. So you mentioned going to America. I mean, like starting out, we kind of jumped from like you know being a small band in Stroud to like play in America and stuff. Like, when did that start to like look like it might be a thing that started to happen for you? Didn't really. I don't think it has. Still, oh, right. we still consider ourselves like a total baby band. I still remember, like, what was it? When we went to a top like a year ago, a year and a half ago. It's like our first time in Jeez. Europe, Jeez. and we did four days in the UK. And I remember the last show was in London. Though I stayed up all night because I couldn't wait to go to Europe. Yeah, and like that's still. I don't think that excitement ever goes. I think it like it's not like it's basically like Christmas Eve when you're like eight years old. Yeah, and you're just like fuck. We love America as well because that's a big deal. Like. Any yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's, it's so far away, like 
but we did that after a month of the Europe tour. So we, and then we came back and did our headline tour. So it was this big like we were on tour show run January to much. May with like maybe two weeks off in between. Right. It was mad. But like yeah, um, America was just crazy, man. But I think I've only taken in the scale of what we did there since being home and like, not being on tour. Having for a chance while. to think about it. Yeah, because yeah. at the time. It was one of, it, like, as amazing as it was, it was the hardest thing we've ever done. Yeah. Like, as a unit, and the travel over there, like, you think traveling from, like, the south of the UK to Scotland is hard, like, go to America. We yeah. drove Do that every single hours. day and then tell me how you feel. We drove eight hours out of the way to see the Grand Canyon. We were, like, <laughs> expensive to come here. Let's make the most of it and, like, see as much tourist stuff Luckily, as Luckily, Mike was a fucking G. Yeah, he drove might. us everywhere. But, like... Even the shows, we didn't. I didn't know how like it was with Citizen turn over and Toronto, which is a great lineup for us. First the best, yeah. And we didn't know what scale of shows were. They were huge. It was yeah. incredible. And like, I feel like in the UK for an opener, sometimes people won't even show up on time. So I don't know who that is. I'm just gonna come later. And yeah. Not queue. Americans, up. they're queuing from yeah, they, hour before doors. They yeah. want to see everybody on that. Especially, bill. In, especially yeah. in like smaller towns, like because I've been to a few shows that have been like kind of out of the way places, like Connecticut or like Massachusetts mm -hmm. and stuff. And like it's a proper event because yeah. they've driven miles, so like yeah, they're, yeah, so yeah. they're going to get their money's worth. It's, it's sick. Like I remember when we got like we've been on the road for like two and a half months. We were just doing every show like every day, which you know, without something like it's no funny. It's great fun, but like you know, getting through each show. And then we like turned up to Jacksonville. We're like same thing. Like people just can stare at us and nod their head. They just fucking went off. I was like, we're not turnstile. Like, video on YouTube. Like people just we've all got sunburned that day. I remember. We like we don't need sun. We don't need suntan lotion. Just say Florida, be fine. No, it's not. Yeah, I remember like looking. I think B turned around to me and just went, "What the fuck?" So it was like first song, like kids moving around. There was a kid up on stage like by my mic within like the first yeah. thirty seconds. And I was like, "What just happened?" Home alone, biscuit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> but like, to be so far from home. And that yeah, happened, yeah, of course. That's always really the most, strange. like the most amount of time people have said. Never heard you before, but I really liked you. Like, they, I've never heard you. I was excited to listen to you for the first. Well, Jacksonville specifically. No, I mean, in America in general. Yeah. Like everyone was so open to it which is, and a lot of yeah. the kids that tweet us now are like come back to california come back to here like it was nice to have made such an impact the first time we went over because yeah. we didn't we literally didn't know what to expect i was just i think i was more excited like without this sounds fucking so harsh to everyone that's to america i was i was so excited for the food and like for everything oh, yeah, for real. like because obviously we were, it's our first time so didn't think anyone would give a fuck so it's just oh, like a so I'm, I'm still packing like six weeks you know just the american tour so it's Great, so many McDonald's, but like it was so that even itself was such an event for us because that was the longest single at all, not not even counting the one either yeah. side. Of it. it was almost seven weeks. Seven yeah. and a half, wasn't it? That's seven. It was seven. Yeah. It was mad. But we'd done four weeks prior to that, and then we had four days off coming back from America to kind of get our body clock round, and then head. we went on a two-week. Yeah, I think I just about got my first night of sleep before we went. Like, yeah, like me and because me and Rob were at Riot Fest this year, and I was wearing my like the one of my milk teeth shirts there. And like someone came up to me and was like, "Oh, that's Dario on your shirt." I was like, "Yeah, it's like a, it's like a band from background from and stuff." And like they went and checked it out. It was, remember the girl with the mono baseball tattoo? Yeah. Yeah, and then she was like, "Oh, that band, of, that band of fucking sweet." And like um, it was just sort of like they're so much more willing yeah. to go and actually just take a punt on a yeah. band. It sounds. Like. I mean, I don't mean to shit on UK fans. No, no, no. <laughs> like, but UK, yeah, it's refreshing. To yeah, know. UK is a strange place because like, I feel like if you're not trendy. 
you're not what everyone else is into at the same time, then no one's going to care. Yeah. Like, there's so many great bands that like people are actually try and look for music, and I'm not one of them. I'm fucking terrible. Like I never look for music. But, like the people that do do that in the UK are sick, but it's, there's definitely a lack of it. I, mean, I think. Well, I mean, it feels like it feels like it's starting to change a bit, yeah. though, right? Like I mean. Because I only started going to like smaller shows a couple of years ago when like most people were first starting out. That was like my first yeah. DIY really show. More shows anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I saw them supporting Dowsing and like a, in, in, at the Black Heart in London. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Dowsing were like a. I mean, they still are a band yeah. that won't pull a hundred people in London. <laughs> but um, and, like since then though, it seems like there was like Milk Teeth, and then there was. Um, how many, like hindsight started to get a bit of a name around them, and like there was just so much. It started to happen, and now obviously you've got like Black Peaks, Puppy, and you know, all all yeah. that wave of bands and stuff. And then we ruined everything. <laughs> took hindsight away. Yeah, Joke, um, it was not fun. <laughs> I was actually going to say like yeah, that's an uh, interesting uh, segue. Yeah, yeah. We, we were like we actually were like, should we mention that? That was a pre. I think Bill had mentioned to me before. Right. So it wasn't completely our fault as much as we probably. But it looked like it was like our it. fault. Yeah. Bill said he wanted to do guitar set for us, and I was like, well, I don't really need one, but all right. And then we kind of clocked that Josh was going to leave at the refuse show. But we didn't know when. Oh, yeah? At first, we didn't know no, when. We, we thought he was going to stay as far as the America tour, like up to the American tour. Why would he do I mean, I would like, have, We had yeah. all this book. <laughs> we have visas going for and stuff. Yeah, so. um, everything had been sorted. And then, yeah, he just like said that the refuse show was his last show, kind right. of like out of left field. And I mentioned to Bill, maybe a week or so ago, I was like, I don't know when Josh is going to go, but he's going to go. Do you want in? And he was like, yes. I remember when like, it happened. Like, I will be there if I ran Bill and I was like, Bill, what are you doing for three months? <laughs> <laughs> we just turned his world upside down. Yeah. Like, by the way, you're now coming on tour from January to May. You've got, like, got, like, you got to learn like yeah. 20 songs, but you've got, you got like a month to do it. Yeah. Weird. yeah, I mean, you think a year ago yesterday released Final Child, and like, since then, like, our career as a band has That's taken a notch up. Yeah. <laughs> like especially with Bill being there, like we've started doing higher higher rates to I guess and like playing a bigger crowds and travelling more I mean, we did like Fucking downloads weird. and oh, running and leads and stuff, and they were all on yeah. the He got price. thrown in for the best year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his first thing he did with us was a Made of Ale session for Radio Yeah, no pressure. Made, that was the first thing. Yeah. You're setting up our segues really well because one thing we wanted to ask about was like year on from Vile Child and stuff, and obviously that was written with the old lineup and stuff. And like we listened to it on the car on the way there, and there's almost two distinct, not halves, but like. There's, you can tell when one when one song is one person's and one per, one song is yeah. another person's. Yeah, is that like because I know you guys have started on the on the next record already. Yeah. Like, is that something that's you're taking a different approach to next time around? Like, are you I aiming to with the last record? There was Josh's influence was very much the I don't know how to say it, like reverby shoegaze and stuff. And yeah, then we had to like even the songs that didn't need it we cut. Like there was still like. I remember some of the songs have like massive unnecessary intros and stuff. I mean, we're always, I think us three are more about fun songs and more about energetic yeah. songs and that sort of thing. I mean, me and you had sort of taken over more of the primary role, even more like me and Chris is writing. Like, like before on Sad Sex Day, I was writing more with Josh yeah. and I started writing more with Chris. And so the stuff that we brought to the table for Wild Child was obviously different. Um, and then we just kept churning out more and more material together. And like, with this new record, there is stuff that's kind of like in the vibe of, say, like songs like Moon Wonder or the yeah. and stuff. And I think that's, you know, we, we, can, we can still write that sort of stuff. Yeah, it yeah. comes naturally. 
So it's never like happens. an effort to sit down there and be is. like, let's write. It's always natural inspiration as well. Like it depends. Like I'm, I can like literally tell you why I wrote a certain drum beat from what I was listening to at that time. Yeah. So like that first record, definitely just Iowa. Too much double bass on it, and like it's, it's shit like that. Like you listen to like a certain type of, and I honestly see it while records personally. I'm having Phil now. Yeah. As well, like the Phil is sick guitar playing. Yeah. And like so, I rubbish at writing new guitar parts. Like I knew. <laughs> I, think, well, I think I've got one part where I'm, one of the songs on a new record. I thought, oh, this is alright actually. And then Bill adds another part, I'm like, yeah, that's better. Bill brings <laughs> like a technical side. He's got such an ear for music, yeah. whereas us don't. Like, it I don't fucking know. doesn't stop working. I mean, like, we got back from doing something somewhere, I can't remember what. We were staying at a friend's house. He came back, went upstairs on our friend's map, and just wrote a song right. while we were just having like a beer downstairs. And like, the kid just never. You got something to do all the work now, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking. I just I sit there and. Like, with Vile Child, like, Josh's writing influence was lessening, and he'd kind of not distanced himself but he wasn't as involved say and the three of us kind of weren't into like we like shoegaze stuff and like that kind of influence but our style like our way of doing it i remember he said to us when we were recording it was like should we do it clean like the not, whole not, not fuzzy guitars and i was like no that's a terrible idea of course not like i don't know it's like, the thing that i do like about one child there is like you've got hardcore songs on there you've got like Hot bangers, got shit. And that hasn't changed because yeah. we listen yeah. to such a variety of music ourselves. It's not like Josh has left and the sound suddenly like nothing like the record previously. Yeah, yeah. It's just better than There's it was. There's one song on this record that I had the, the riff for anyway. For um, It's probably going to be the first single on the next one. And I've had that for a while. Like, that's just something I think. He showed me the riff and I was like, right, I've got something for this. Yeah. And then we had a song. And that was written at the same time, like probably maybe September last year, just when we finished right. recording by our child. So it could have, you know, record a bit later, it might have been on there. Like there's some stuff like that. But there's also progression. Like, I can't say I don't, I don't give any song names away. There was one on the on the fourth track. Go on, you might as well. You would go mad. Yeah. The one, the one with acoustics. Like that is such a big sounding song. And that wouldn't, like, we wouldn't have wrote that probably. That wouldn't be out of place, I'd say, on like a brand new type record. Like, there's still, we've never wanted to just like put ourselves in one corner. Yeah. Um, I want to release a hardcore EP one day. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Why not? I think we always said that we've been, um, somebody once called us Scuzz Pop, which I think is the best kind it's of perfect, name. Like, yes. We always, we want to write really like gnarly, gross sounding songs, but we also want them to be catchy for you. They get stuck in your head. Like, and we've never been afraid of the word pop music. Like, yeah. Why would you like see oh, it's pop? I mean, it doesn't have to be like little mix. You know what I mean? Like yeah. oh, some yeah. people say slip not pop. Music, but also, we don't hate bands um, like little, little mix. mix. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Black magic. Good awesome. That song is amazing. No. Shout out to my exes. But like um, no, we've never been afraid of the word pop music. I think a lot of people would be like, oh, I can't believe that. No. I feel like there's some maybe fans that be so like we sold out. And it's like really because I got long I mean, sale. But you're not a grindcore band, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think you're going to get too much like kickback on I mean, that. I feel like um, that was another thing. Like when Josh left, it didn't sit well with him. The idea of like there being like pop references and stuff. Like he, we don't give a shit about being cool, but for us, it, for us, it's just fun music. But I think for him, yeah. he wanted to have this sort of like 
He wanted this to be like my bloody Valentine. Sort of like cool band that not many people know. But, you know what I mean? Like an obscure. underground, the biggest obscure. underground. Aim, aiming, we, aiming to be a cult band. Yeah, yeah. but we yeah. wanted to play as right. big a show as we could. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? So you think, for example, he, um, it would have been quite a different vibe going on that I tonight think, live tour. He did not yeah. want to do that. I he, think basically the whole outcome of it, because it could be talked about forever, is it? I know. We go there. <laughs> Don't no. fight, guys. Honestly, <laughs> but yeah, I think he's he's happy doing what he is. Yeah, yeah. like we're that's very him, and like we're doing what we do. Yeah, come back to that. He didn't want to do tonight, like, so and I remember him kicking off about it, and we we're like, why would it's the forum in London? Like, it's that's a big room. Like, why not? We always said if we play to like a big room and one person likes it, then it's worth it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to think to, about. I don't want to just play with like one cover bands all the time. Like, big respect, love all the bands we've toured with. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, I think a lot of people get into that phase of like, oh, we can only tour with this type of band because uh, I don't know, that's, we like them. Like, and that's the beauty of us is that we've toured with so many different people. Yeah. Well, and I love that because I like cool bands in the comments, cool bands. Just as much as I do like pop music. No, I mean, against me are the coolest band in the fucking world. Exactly. And you guys just talk with them. Yeah. So, like, like, how did that come about, by the way? Like, you seem to make a note that it was something to do with just chatting on Twitter or something. Yes. Well, I, I, I saw that, like, yeah. ages ago. We like, did tweeting each other. Oh, we should yeah. do a tour together. And she was just like, yeah, Somebody, we should make it happen. And apparently, the story goes that someone tweet Laura Jane Grace tweeted saying, um, I need some new music. And somebody lent a link to the video to Vitamins. Right. And... I woke up to my phone just going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, she really liked it. And um, I remember she also gave credit to Michael, who directed it and stuff. And I was like, oh, it'd be nice to tour. And they're Bill's favourite band. So. Mm. And then just a couple of weeks later, yes, like a couple of weeks later, it's like, oh, do you want to main support for against me? It's like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so nice that someone. like Someone guess, you respect, yeah. Yeah, and someone who's, I guess, quite famous and quite, you know, one of the biggest yeah, punk bands in the world. Yeah. Somebody like that. <laughs> I mean, if you're not famous, we're not going to talk with you. So something like that, point out their time to look for new music, and it's not just... Yeah, you know, no, yeah, of course. I mean, we had the same with, uh, I don't want to name it, Mark Hoffert. <laughs> See, look. I don't want to name it. I was, no, no, was going to ask about that anyway, because I remember uh, we were talking about what happened with the like, pedals and everything, and it just sounded like he was a really safe guy. <laughs> so that's yeah. the story. Yeah, it's it's honestly to scary, because I... It, I just remember when we talked to nice. him and it was like we would be sat here and he'd just come over and be like oh, do you want a pint like it's not like he was who he is but like initially when you meet him you're like fuck me I remember we went <laughs> for breakfast with him in LA and that was surreal anyway and then he, we went back to our label guy at the time's house and he was like, do you want to listen to new Blink stuff? And he's like, put his phone into a Bluetooth speaker and played it. And I was oh, like, yeah, no one. That's the sort of shit. No one's sitting there. No one's going to believe. How am I going to tell my friends? Like, how am I going to text all my friends on Blink? The only way I could deal with the situation was just to treat him like I was meeting like just somebody's friend and just kind of cut off in my head who he was completely. And then yeah. it was fine. And then kind of freak out accordingly otherwise. Because how, how do you meet him? Like, like that's how like like he's, he doesn't have an ego. He just comes and he's like, yeah, you should. He's done a lot for us. Like he's. He always shouts, he seems to shout us out in like interviews of bands he's been listening to. Yeah. Like, he seems to properly give a fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, about think, new music. Like tying back in with Against Me, I think it's really nice when bands that have been around for years still listen to music that's coming out now and yeah. they're not like not snobby but not precious they, about like they stuff still that comes know out. Yeah, they want to know who's 
out and about, I guess. Travis tweeted me, and like Travis Barnes was my favourite fucking like drummer. And I think I like could have cried. Like it's fucking like that sort of shit. You just don't like expect that to ever happen. Yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, you, you got enough text of me when like because Hayley Williams followed the Track Seven account yeah. the other day, and like and, and I texted him about seventeen times, just being like. So do I DM her now? <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that like, you get it through on your phone and you think it's going to be like a yeah. fan account. I remember because I was so hungover and like Amber woke up like, fuck, I've got to drive like an eight hours. Look at my phone and I'm like, Travis Barker's mentioned you. I'm like, oh, fuck, right, it's not real. And then yeah. you see it and you're like, stop well, it. I remember <laughs> you tweeted about um, Brickwork, Travis Barker. Yeah. I was like, probably because of Mark. And then, however... Hopeless found out that they, didn't, they haven't spoken about it. He just found it on his own as well. Oh wow! Like a surreal, yeah. surreal. Like it didn't even read. Yeah, well, so, of course. But, like, but... It, was, it was just surreal to think that those sorts of people are still interested in music and still kind of like not promoting. They're not like absolutely not wearing a shirt or anything. But they're prom- like promoting it. Yeah. And, Especially working with bands at like are nowhere near that level and they think they're fucking bollocks and you're kind of like go on Mark Hoppus can be nice to us and you think you're fucking hard then like who for example I don't want to name I remember at the Krang Awards Mark Hoppus we we shared a table with Moose Bird and none of us won and he came over and he went What's wrong with this table? What's wrong with this table? You also thanked Chino and Rio. You got negged by Mark Hoffers. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we were complaining about our rubbish flights, and he was just like, why don't you guys fly first class? It's way better. <laughs> so <laughs> so like, I was like, I have 10 pounds in my account. I don't know. I was like, yeah, that was a weird, weird evening. Alright, that's it, Chris. <laughs> so I guess the super important question is Tom or Skiba? Oh, I think Tom has been part of so many like the classic links. It's hard to forget. Yeah, I get the feeling he probably wasn't the best fan name. Like I feel like, and he can, and he can definitely, can definitely sing a lot better. I think, especially. I mean, I don't think that's like a controversial statement. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like live, I feel like. I haven't got a chance to see him live or anything, but I think it's definitely going to be like another level. Right. Because I remember I saw Blink at Reading. I think Tom was just completely bollocks. Great time. Mate, I yeah. saw that. Oh. And it was like, Awful. it wasn't, it wasn't, it was <laughs> like, I think he was trying to be funny, but it wasn't. I'd, I'd was go, I'd that when they right off the Paramore? Yes. Yeah. 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 The great. The long on records and then see the live. Because like you need that that accent, don't you? Like you can't sing "I Miss You" without the long accent. Yeah. But then like live skiver because he's just I think all round just an actual. Musician. I think he's definitely gonna. <laughs> By the way, Tom's not gonna listen to this. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I it's fine. This is when we get fucking called out and then. The I think it's um. Send the aliens here. <laughs> I think it's definitely like. I think it's definitely the right fit. Then. Like, yeah. Album and stuff, I think definitely. Fuck yeah, that album's really, that album's real good, and like, yeah, he definitely adds something to it. So he doesn't like overpower it. So I mean, it's the first one he's done. His so voice like, compliments Mark's really well. Yeah. But lyrically as well, like it feels like there's there's more outline for it on that album than I was expecting. I was kind of expecting it to be a the more impression the whole way through. Because you got to reckon Blink is so big that some people won't know that there's a different person yeah. in that yeah. slot. I remember I saw a quote from Green Day and they said every time they play a show they always get the same age group of people like they're always like 14 up no matter what like it was 10, yeah. 10 years ago 20 years ago it's always the same and some people haven't heard like Pinky or anything like that they've yeah, only heard Uno Dos Stress and they, there's all of us going like oh those out that's Crap. unfortunate isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but then like 
at the same time, those kids are like, imagine being like going to a Greenwich and like, oh, I really wish they would play that really old song off of Moon. And you're like, yeah, like, that would but, freak me like, out. Like, like faces when like Welcome to Paradise comes. Yeah, yeah, like that's just it's, it's that a happened for me. Like well, you were at the same Reading, weren't you? Um, when Green Day did play Dookie. Reading twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like so stoked. I was like, this is my dream like situation. Um, and there was genuinely kids around me, like fresh eighteen year olds, like. I heard someone say this doesn't sound like Green Day yeah. when they started playing Dookie. Like, yeah, this doesn't sound like they're. I mean, it doesn't. Like, that's, 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 that's almost like, the beauty of having a career that spans as long as theirs. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. You can it? just be like, fuck it, we're going to play a song that yeah. no one's heard in 30 yeah. years. I think it, it stands to their, like, I guess, relevance. Yeah. Like, they're still going out and making music that people are liking they've never heard of. Like, I listen to every Green Day record. Just for, um, Dookie's my favourite, yeah. but I'm, I'm really not a fan of the late stuff so much, but I'm still going to give it a try to go them. But there's some people who will just sit down and listen to it because they're like, oh, I've like never heard this band before, but I'm going to try out their stuff. Yeah. Where, where, did you, where did you like check in with Green Day? Because I'm just thinking about like the, the timelines. It, like Dookie and Nimrod and records like that, you oh, must right. have been really young. I when bought they came my. Because right? yeah. Dookie was my first album I ever bought. I bought it just because it's got like, if you look on one of the buildings, there's a monkey throwing a shit at someone. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was, I can't remember how old I was, but it's like three for ten pounds in like HMV. So I got disturbed, slipped off, <laughs> and then like, I just bought it on a whim because it had that on it, and then that became my favourite record of I all think time. It's always been Dookie was the first one. I mean, I was like, when it came out so I'm not like yeah. but I think because there's still like music videos on TV of them and like I remember when that time I can't remember I was like guess early 2000s when things like Blink were really big and Sun 41 and like they just always fitted in with that despite being way I found, I found Dookie in year 8 a guy I was friends with at the time burnt me um, their CD and it was like I Aww. still got it in yeah. my CD thing it's like a bright yellow CD with like cheetah print stuff on like Amazing. one of those um, and you just put like Green Day Dookie and it's a bit smudged like where the marker got smudged where he must have written if it really quick it's a true fandom I um, have a 17 page novel that I wrote when I was 9 years old about Green Day and it's and you were nine. fucking project. intense <laughs> the amount that I go into so, how much I love trade so we're going to have to get you back on the podcast just to do a live read yeah. <laughs> so, like my English at this point is <laughs> fucking dumb so I'm like I love Trey Cool he's my favourite drummer in the whole world I want to play drums just like him. I didn't play drums for nine time. pages yeah nine <laughs> I remember pages. the first time I heard it though and like this is when I still had like um one of those travel CD players like yeah. I still like CDs now personally but um and I remember I'd like do my makeup in the car on the way to school I remember be driving us, and I was a typical teenager, had my music being super, super loud, like didn't talk to anybody on the whole drive up to school, and um, I just couldn't stop listening to it. Like it would be on rotation every day, um, and it became one of my favourite. Yeah, bang. I mean, you've never. Like, I don't think you've been a punk record that just doesn't give a fuck as much as that. Like it's just, it's dumb. But it's also great. Like if you I was, to it. I was like the stories about them when they released that, and all their old fans are like, "Well, they've sold out now." Like, well, well, on Dookie, yeah. This is the thing, though, isn't it? Like different like generations have a different idea of who a band is. Because for me, like, I, I wasn't even into rock music when American Idiot came out, but like, American Idiot was there, and I was like, "Oh, well, you know, that's Green Day." Like, mm-hmm. and then you hear the older stuff, and it's like, that's not the same band. Come yeah. on, it's like the same. Like, I got into My Chemical Romance when Black Parade was out, but mm-hmm. like. The first album I bought was Bullets, and it was yeah. like, this isn't the same fucking band. Right? Like any any band's got progression. I think that's the same. Unless you listen to like half the first EP, and it's just 
or it's just loud and angry. Yeah, I'm going to um, like rock opera's coming soon. Yeah. Like, no. Oh, well, I want to hear a musical version of Ollie's <laughs> yeah. yeah. novel, like please. Just get American Idiot and change the words. <laughs> that was such a controversial record, and I fully back that record still. Well, American Idiot. I love that. Album. At the time, I was like, "The fuck is this?" And then now, I'm just like, "No, I seriously." Is that is that because you take it over everything that's come after? Or? Yeah, I was kind of like, "This is <laughs> trumpet on," and like, you know, I remember being really angry about. it. Oh man, and don't, don't get me started like, on trumpet. This, 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 this is such a, like now, I listen to it all the time. It's such a cool concept record. Yeah. Like, I was still remember sitting down with American Media and Brentwood Library and my mum just sat there with me and she was reading me the lyrics, <laughs> telling me what all these things were and like what I should do. So like dope and stuff came up and she was like, right, I don't want you to ever do this when you're older. And Amazing. Like and it was just... I remember that experience so Like a media well. studies class. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. And then she let me listen to it knowing what I knew it meant so I didn't get, I don't know. But. I think it's so important though to like, even to have longevity is not to make the same record 10 times over. Oh yeah, of course. And we'd get so bored. Like if we made Bar Child 10 times over, oh, God. what's the point? Like you're going to be inspired and listen to different stuff, aren't you? Like, well, it's like we, the whole time that you're a band. I, so. I literally don't blame any band that does it, even if it's not to my taste. Because we, like I just said, we've toured this record for a year now. And like, to be quite honest, we love those songs, but we're bored. You, you, you'd be fine yeah. if you never had to play them again. Yeah. 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 Like, Can't wait never to play Swear Jar again. Oh, is, that what, is that why you started working on the next one so quick? Just to like get more, get more. We're just always writing. I wouldn't say it's like an intentional. I actually hate personally writing under pressure. Like if somebody said to me, "You need to write a new song and it needs to be ready in two months," it would be awful. So, so you're just building up a back catalogue. So when the time comes, cool, we've got fifty songs. We we have songs that aren't used on this next one, but we want to use. So you've got the next one fully planned out. Yeah. When. You got like a time, like a rough time frame. I don't know. We can talk about the fact that, you, that you're in pre-production at the moment, yeah, well, right? Yeah. I mean, we're recording next week. We've played some instruments. Right. There are some things that are about. We're recording next week, and we'll be definitely playing probably two oh, we'll, new songs yeah. on this group. I mean, we're not trying to stitch you up here. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, make it shady. Like, like, 2017. Plus, there's new yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sick. So, yeah. Well, that, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, will it be the yeah. same? Yeah, right. It's gonna be fun as fuck. I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, I, I mean, like we said, we did like a fucking what, 115 odd shows or something like that last year of all doing basically our child. Yeah. So like we played those songs a hundred so odd times. We didn't realise that we didn't. What songs did cut you up? We haven't played ever. So we're gonna play format playing that. Yeah. Because we've never played it. We're like, oh. Yeah, that's that's the the weird, right I think that's the weird thing about doing like your first album is obviously you can't play the whole thing. Like EPs are fucking pissed and you just go, oh, we've got four songs to play them all. Whereas yeah. album, you kind of have to go like, we still want to play some of the older stuff. Like, we, I don't think there's going to be a day where we don't play Vitamin. Yeah. What's that, Charlton? We always play like fucking Smiling Politely stuff. Which is always weird. Secret show we played from our first EP. We had to do a St. Jimmy cover for Kerrang! We played that because it's like we learned it now. But can I just say, I was a hero of that show because they were like, you can use our drum kit. Both toms fell apart in the first song. So I played St. Jimmy by Green Day with no toms. It was amazing. And like, all of our like songs, Meg White. Meg yeah, White. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Meg White <laughs> took the fuck out of that set. Like, it was intense. Shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Ollie. You're the best. Yeah, um, it's probably wraps up in a minute, but a quick one. If you were to, so, just a quick one to close it, right? Don't take it too seriously. But if you were to nick a member from another band and break them up, other than hindsight, <laughs> yeah, other than hindsight. Uh, 
what to add to it or to replace. Um, it be any band. Hypothetically, like whoever you whoever you pick replaces someone. I mean, it's not about throwing that person under the bus. Yeah. Just shit. Oh, yes, it is. Okay, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'd replace myself. Gone. Who have? Fair enough. I think say Joey Jordison. So did I. I would like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we did it on the French radio station. I only had a few beers, and he mentioned yeah. Joey Jordison like a hundred, literally. About <laughs> and it was live to like two million people, and they asked me to sign off the whole fucking thing, which I think I ended it with, "Hi, we are Milk to Thank you, France." It was one of those ones where they translate you as you talk, so uh, very high anyway. Yeah. And I can just hear in French, "No, no, 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 Joey Jordison." Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't meet him. He's not going to meet you now. He's going to try and yeah, kiss him. Well, I will kiss him. Passionately They're playing. Out. His new band's <laughs> playing. <laughs> That's our exclusive, isn't it? Yeah. Mate, honestly. Ollie's <laughs> obsession. Like, yeah. we, we always say, like, we find it mad, like, bad shit crazy that, like, people sit outside of our shows and wait for us to come and, like, yeah. load in. But I swear to fuck, if it was Travis or Joey, I'm going to be there with, like, my fucking camper. Joey's band. New band's playing soon. Are they? I think so. I reckon you probably could nick him, to be honest. They're not very good. Laura Jane Grace can have my spot, because she's the ultimate friend. Should we just create a new milk tea pack of new people? Because then no one gets hurt. Okay, new question. Reframe it. Every single one of you has to be replaced. Alright, I've got this. Laura Jane. Alright, you go. Yeah, Laura Jane front woman. I'll get Billy Joe, because you play guitar exactly the same, but definitely got more riffs than me. Because I don't want it to all be punk and going Joey. And then who do we choose for Billy? Slash. No. Similar hair. Yeah. The hat. Similar hair. Just... A bit more no, unnecessary I'm gonna, risk. I'm going to throw a curveball and say Drake. Imagine that line. Joey Johnson, Laura Jane Drake. Yeah, you're doing it again. Yeah. There's some French bloke over there translating you. <laughs> <laughs> that guy looked into my soul. Like, he walked past the booth and he was just like, They've never seen this technology. No. Lights in you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was worried we were going to get done for witchcraft when you started doing that. Look, it's like having skinny jeans and it's like the first time they've ever seen any culture before. Yeah, I'm like... Oh, going to get burned at the stake on it. These aren't skinny ones for them, actually. Just yeah. for a fact, I never wear anything other than skinny jeans. Only wore these same pair of jeans for the hundred and something shows you did at the start of the year. They like they turned like almost white. They look it like was leathery. Chris refers to them as smelling like a 2P. But at the same time, I know exactly yeah, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. rusty, bad. Like, just get <laughs> rusty ball sweat. Like that's. You didn't really shower. Don't start a band. Yeah. No, I showed every day. Cause I had don't matter if you put on the same jeans. I sort myself out. Alright, well, I reckon rusty ball sweat's a good place to end this. Yeah.